Welcome to On Culture. On this podcast, we talk about culture and faith and the world and our place in it. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also support our work and explore all of our content on our website, theembassy.substack.com. Here's Mike. And we are back. Welcome to On Culture, uh, the podcast of the Embassy Substack newsletter, theembassy.substack.com. And uh, today I am joined uh, by Drew Went. Drew's uh, my son-in-law and also a, uh, a movie buff uh, connoisseur uh, devotee. And uh, he's, he's, uh, he and his friend uh, author another Substack newsletter, Do You Like Apples, uh, that um, they talk about movies. So, uh, hey, Drew, how you doing? Hey, Mike. I'm... I'm good. I'm fascinated by the topic we're going to talk about today. So I was uh, glad uh, glad that you uh, invited me on to, to chat about it. Yeah, yeah. What, we're going to talk about a movie, kind of. Uh, and also, you don't have to have seen the movie. Although, I recommend the movie. The movies, I mean, you like you recommend the movie, right, Drew? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the movie is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, it's a unique movie um, that we'll get into a little bit uh, later. Uh, but before we do, I want to just, one of the things about the movie, one of the premises of the movie is this idea of that there are many universes or infinite number of universes. Uh, and it's an idea that the movie doesn't invent. It's, you know, some theoretical physicists have posited this or philosophers have posited this. And let me just take a minute or two to sort of, uh, I guess, throw out there why this is an idea. It's an idea I don't believe is true, just, you know, at the outset. Uh, but uh, the many worlds, uh, and I linked in the piece uh, to a couple of YouTube videos that have some sort of background on, you know, where many worlds come come from. Uh, and there's there's a, a couple of different uh, places where they come from. The first uh, first one I would mention here is that our universe is so perfectly designed for human life, that there are, I don't know, maybe four dozen or so physical uh, properties of the universe that are so exactly tuned, they couldn't be different by a tiny amount uh, without, you know, rendering life uh, impossible. And that's always been difficult for physicists to explain, uh, you know, short of a designed universe by a designer. Uh, And so one explanation is, well, there's an infinite number of universes, and we just happen to be in the one that uh, we can inhabit and all the other ones uh, that that exist, we, we couldn't be in. So that's one, uh, you know, uh, one way of thinking about it. Uh, you know, other, uh, other uh, basis for many worlds has, you know, string theory uh, has extra dimensionality. And if you try to follow the math, you know, one way to you make the math work would, you know, there'd be a lot of universes uh, but the more interesting one, and certainly one that the movie leans on, and the one that's sort of more, uh, I guess, narratively interesting, uh, is this idea that comes from quantum physics, where uh, in the quantum world, um, you know, I can't really explain it well. Uh, I'm not even a physicist, and if, if I could, it's difficult to, difficult to explain. But in the quantum world, there's, there's uh, situations in which these quantum particles or uh, waves appear, one way to make the math work is that all the possible paths or all the possible states of this quantum uh, element 
exist in some way. All the possible paths are taken. Uh, there's a probability distribution. Uh, and when we actually choose to measure, we sort of collapse the wave down to a particular point. And so we're interacting with it. But beyond that, all the possibilities exist. And our choice interacts with that in some way that seems to affect the outcome. And that's probably all I'll say about that. Uh, but what that has spawned is this notion that all possibilities for our own lives exist. And that everywhere we make a choice, everywhere there's a fork in the road, there's one universe where the one thing happens and there's another universe where the other thing happens. So all choices are made, all possibilities for all people exist somewhere uh, in another universe. And that's the, that's the notion that's sort of behind this movie that all the possible universe exists. All there's all, there's an infinite variety of uh, versions of you that have taken different paths in life and done different things and married different people and lived in different places and so on. Uh, and so there's a truly bewilderingly number of, of, of universes and, this movie sort of uh, brings that together and centers it around a particular family uh, and a particular sort of family drama. So, I mean, that's, I don't know if that makes, does that make any sense, Drew? Is that? <laughs> well, when I said I was fascinated by this topic, I didn't say I knew a lot about it, but um, yeah, no, I, I think uh, the funny thing about the multiverse theory is that, you know, I guess, I guess it's been around for, for decades, right? It's been around a long, mm -hmm. it's been around longer yep. than, than people think. Um, yep. But it seems like within the last several years, it seems like the mainstream has been catching on to this more. And you can see it in our culture. You can see it in our movies, our shows. Uh, a lot of the Marvel movies and shows yep. are kind of taking the multiverse as their, their uh, narrative strategy. They're kind of using that as a jumping off point to say, let's explore all these different characters and all these different worlds and, and all these different versions of these characters and all these different worlds. So, and, and I think this movie that we're talking about that, we, that you, you use in your piece uh, mm -hmm. on, on the, on the, the Substack newsletter this week, uh, everything everywhere all at once is kind of a, it's, it's a more indie version of that than, than the Marvel version, but at the same time it uses it as a, uh, as a narrative device to kind of explore these characters in this family. And, you know, I don't know if 20 years ago, if, if this would be, if this idea would be such in the mainstream. So it's kind of fascinating to me that mm -hmm. yeah, this is kind of getting, being explored now by uh, creators in the arts and, and, and by, by the average person, you know, and not, right. not, it's not just for scientists. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, there's a certain flow of, of scientific, knowledge that comes from you know top scientists posit some things and they trade papers back and forth and there's some theory and if it has some sort of impact it often somehow makes the news and then it gets fleshed out uh but then let's say 20 years go by and there's some some scientist or some science journalist seeks to popularize the idea and some a lot of them great um scientists have have written uh, you know, books that sort of popularize that, the idea uh, that they, that they worked on. So whether it's black holes or whether it's the beginning of the universe or so on. And so there's a, there's a time lag that, that goes on. Uh, and I think there's also uh, a, 
uh, I, you know, as, as the kind of stories we're telling, it seems a handy device, like in the Marvel world, or even in this, it seems like a handy way to create all sorts of possibilities that wouldn't be pop, that wouldn't, couldn't exist. And if we just have one universe and one version of you, that's, you know, more constraining than you could interact with a different version of you from another universe. So obviously it, it opens up this world of possibilities narratively, right? So that's probably why it's a little, it's handy to kind of get at uh, a different way of thinking about things. Uh, and, you know, I, I think the, uh, in particular, the Marvel Universe, um, it, you know, it sort of opens up a lot of different possibilities. Um, in So in the movie, there is a... Uh, you know, there's a family that, uh, um, all the, you know, all of the different, uh, you know, realities are in play. And yet, uh, in the movie, there's a, uh, you know, there's a, 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 a reality that is dealing with this particular family, right? I mean, the, there's a particular family particular mother, particular father, particular daughter that are key to this story, right? Mm -hmm. And she discovers pretty early on that reality isn't like she thought and there's different versions of her in a way she can't understand, different versions of her husband, different versions of her daughter. And we see all these play out and inter interact in these, in these different ways. Uh, and, and yet somehow the movie is not... You know, it's not scientific. It's not technical. It's not, you don't have to know anything about physics, right? You kind of get the idea, you know, that, oh, you know, there's all these different versions of these people. And what would that be like if there were different versions of you? And that's sort of the idea, right? Uh, yeah. And, and it's, it's, it does it in the most fun way possible. It's, it's a wild ride. I will say this movie, it's, it's probably unlike anything you've ever seen. And yeah, it uses with, you know, pop storytelling, it uses uh, this multiverse theory as a way to explore these themes and to, I think the most, the thing I was most surprised about it, about the movie was that it was able to kind of use these very heady concepts, but still tell a really emotional story about this woman and her family and her relationships with her husband and her daughter and her, and her father, um, it, it, it not many movies can do that where it tells mm -hmm. a very emotional story that you can connect with while at the same time, you know, it, it, this is a pretty philosophical movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, it's right. Yeah. And so let's, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a mother, uh, an, an older couple, they run this laundry. Do they, what do they say? What city it's in? Is that, is that mentioned? I don't think it's mentioned. Is I it? don't think it is. No. Yeah. So it's some, so. it's some city, uh, some urban area. Things are not great. Things are not like going as planned. You know, the daughter's not real thrilled with the life that they're living. The, you know, the mother, the father, that, you know, the dad seems like a disappointment, right? Uh, and then, oh, all of a sudden, there's all these different possibilities opened up by this, this multiverse, right? Um, and, but what's interesting, I think, one of the things that, that's interesting is that the the sort of the first 
iteration where these people are just kind of living disappointing lives, it sort of seems like at that moment, their lives don't seem to matter, right? But early on, like, oh, they're just, just some guy, uh, just a woman struggling laundry. It doesn't seem like it's going to make it. The daughter's not real thrilled. The marriage isn't great. It seems like a, sort of a sad story, mm-hmm. right? Sort of a sad story that these people's lives are somewhat, you know, meaningless or whatever, relatively meaningless. And yet, and then, oh, wait, all of a sudden there's all sorts of meaning that they just didn't know was there. Um, right? I mean, is that, a, is that an accurate way of describing it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the main character, Evelyn, uh, is her name. She kind of finds out, oh, I'm, I'm, I have all these different lives where if I had chosen not to marry my husband, I'd be in a, on a different path. I'd be on an infinite number of different paths. Uh, if I had chosen to uh, move to this city, I'd be in a different life path. And yeah, you you kind of see her start to realize, oh, my life go- could have gone in so many different directions, but I'm in this life. And as the story unfolds, you kind of see actually the timeline, the life that she's in, the the reality of the universe that she's in is actually extremely important to the story. Whereas, like you said, the way it's set up, it seems like the most mundane existence mm-hmm. imaginable. Right. She's right. the, the, one of the the first scenes. She's at the IRS, um, right. you know, getting she's right. getting audited. Her laundromat's getting audited, and right. from right. there, it just the movie goes in unexpected, crazy directions. But right. that's how it begins. Yeah, yeah, and you know, if you haven't seen the movie, I mean, you might feel like uh, we're trying to put spoilers in, but we're not doing a good job because you can't really understand. But that's that's just the, I'm not worried about spoiling the movie because no. you really have to see it. You might have right. to see it twice. Uh, right. It's just hard to explain. Uh, it's just, it's almost an impossible movie to spoil. Um, uh, but so let me just, okay, so let me press pause on the, cause I want to come back to that, you know, wh- where you left off in the movie. And I would talk, you know, talk about this idea that your choice doesn't matter. And, you know, first of all, there's a certain, I think, in some contexts, a, an appealing, an appeal to the idea that this doesn't really matter, right? Uh, that, um, it, you know, you use a mundane, a mundane example I use in the piece is, you know, whether you go to Applebee's or whether you go to O'Charlie's, you know, really that doesn't matter because they're almost the same place. <laughs> <laughs> but even if, you know, whether you go out or don't on this particular night or go to this restaurant or that, one of the ways people, you know, sort of decide is it doesn't really matter. Let's just pick one, right? So there's a certain appeal to that, right? And in some ways, is is there an appeal to sort of applying that to, you know, all of life? That this, yeah, it doesn't doesn't really matter. Let's not sweat it too much. Does, do you think there's an appeal to that side of the equation? I think so, yeah. I, I think uh, for for everyone, no matter what you believe, I think... Um, it, life can be so, can get you down so easily that it's, it's, it seems much easier just to say, you know what, you know, I don't know if my choices really matter. I think a lot of people, when they look at the world, they look at, uh, you know, our broken world, war and, and politics and everything that, that, you know, that causes people pain and strife and division. I think 
people look at it and go, I don't think I really have anything to say. I have anything to, uh, to do here. I think, I, I think I, my choices don't matter, uh, in the, in the, the outside world. Uh, and I think it's easy to, to get down like that for anybody, um, mm-hmm. in any walk of life. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, an appeal and you can understand the appeal. Like you said, you know, what am I going to do about all the big problems of life? What am I going to do about solving, you know, these, you know, large scale, you know, injustices or what am I going to do about whatever? So therefore, or even, uh, what yesterday was election day, two days ago, you know, well, my vote doesn't matter matter, right? So it's easy to sort of take the pressure off by saying, well, it doesn't really matter. Um, and yet I do think then the, the, there's, there's an appeal, uh, there's a darkness to, if you follow that to its logical conclusion, then you're just going to end up, you know, clicking through Netflix every night and not even, you know, it's, you know, if you kind of need your life to matter in order to actually live it right well. And there's a dark, it leads to a dark place where why work hard, why achieve, why vote, why try to change the world, why try to make the world a better place, why do anything, nothing matters. And that, uh, you know, there's a darkness to that that I do think pervades a lot of our society because there's a sense of, yeah, what can I do about anything? Nothing really matters. I'll just do what makes me feel good. And that's a pretty dark place to to live, I think. And I think there's a lot of people that sort of, live there too much or all the time. What do you think of that notion? Right. Yeah. I think, I think especially with, with younger people, I think uh, when you start to learn more about the world, you start to learn more about how things work. I think that's a very um, um, typical path to go down to go, Oh, wow. I, I, I hear, I thought every, everybody knew what they were doing. I thought, I thought the world was a, a naturally good place. Um, you kind of, it's, it's, I think a lot of young people, I, I know I, I didn't in college went through a period where, you know, I, I kind of just thought, man, I, th- this is not what I thought it was, you know, and you kind of get to a place where you can get very dark and say, mm-hmm. my choices don't really matter. My, my, does my life matter? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and I think the movie also explores this in an interesting way and, and in, in a very entertaining way, but, but in an interesting way where the, the antagonist of the movie is is an essentially nihilism. It's is essentially mm-hmm. oblivion. It's it's just right. saying my choices don't matter. My life doesn't really matter. Nothing matters. So I can do whatever I want, or I can't do. I don't choose to do nothing, or I choose to. You know, uh, it, it's really it's up to me because nothing nothing matters. Um, and I, I don't think the movie. I don't believe, and this is not a spoiler. I don't think it doesn't come down on on that side. It comes down with a different answer, um, uh, which we can talk about. But um, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if it's an answer that you and I would say we subscribe to a hundred percent. But but it's it's more of a optimistic outlook as opposed to the uh, dark nihilist uh, um, outlook that uh, a lot of a lot of people can can take. Yeah, I mean, I think that's right. The movie sort of actually deals with this idea that if everything happens, then then nothing really matters. And the antagonist negatist of the movie somehow, you know, has this every just everything bagel that she wants to suck all of reality into. 
yeah. uh, you know, into oblivion, <laughs> into, into nothingness, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is sort of, I mean, there's, you know, the movie is dark and funny and, and interesting, you know, all at the same time. Uh, and that's, I think, you know, it's kind of the natural progression of if everything happens and nothing really matters, then it is sort of oblivion and your choices, whatever choice you make, there's a, there's a different you and a different universe making the other choice. And so what does it really matter? And it sort of then looks at the logical conclusion of this, of this sort of many worlds interpretation and says, yeah, that's not the way things really are. And in a sense, it sort of violates that premise in order to, uh, in a sense, lay in the plane of the movie and where the choices really do matter and they desperately matter. And this day, this choice, this interaction really matters, which, of course, um, probably is a violation of this many worlds thing. Uh, in Ross, Ross Douthat, in his review, you know, he, he sort of basically said, I didn't like the movie because of that, that, um, hmm. you know, th that it was, th that it, uh, the whole many worlds thing was so depressing to him. He said it was a more of a philosophical objection. Uh, he said he, he recognized the movie was good and entertaining. Uh, and he was the sort of, the reviewer who was getting the review wrong, he sort of knew that, but that's sort of the <laughs> contradiction that, that bothered him. Uh, and I think it's, it's the only thing that makes the movie work, you know, because if it's true to the philosophical underpinnings of this many worlds thing, then the, it's really a dark movie. It's really, it really right. would be a dark movie. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I think that's partly because we kind of know at some level, I think being image bearers that, we do matter that our choices do matter that this dark nihilism is a violation of something and there's a pull to it, but there's also, uh, you know, in a sense we can kind of get pulled into towards this, everything bagel or nothing bagel or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, and sort of try to live lives where we can do whatever we want because nothing matters, but that's really not a, a that's a, that's a worse life than, than, you know, than we can possibly imagine. I think um, it's probably so that's hard to live. I think it's probably hard to live life consistently in, to the logical conclusion as a nihilist, right? Because you, you right. would, you would, you would either commit suicide or you would just, your whole life would be apathetic about everything. And in another movie, uh, the big Lebowski, uh, I don't mm -hmm. know when the last time you've seen that is, but uh, there's characters, there's German characters in there who are, who are, nihilist and they're kind of antagonizing uh lebowski who's played by jeff bridges and somebody says who are those guys and and they go oh those are the uh, germans they're they're nihilists and what i think it was uh, lebowski says oh that sounds exhausting something like that yeah. so and it does it sounds yeah. like an exhausting way to live yeah yeah so the appeal is i'm not on the hook i'm not responsible i'm not m morally accountable but the the dark pull in the opposite direction is 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 worth it, you know it's, it's it's not worth it, uh, and it's not really true. Like there's something about it that we know that that things matter. Uh, in the piece, uh, I talk about this this weird interaction I had with my oral surgeon, uh, who I really it was very pleasant. He seemed like it was a super pleasant guy and sort of chatty, and I'm about to get a root canal, you know. <laughs> You know, I'm laying there in the chair and I don't need to do whatever. And in his office, it was just kind of 
outwardly looked like a nice life. Obviously, oral surgeon, I'm sure he's making a lot of money. There's pictures on the wall of these family trips to these places and, you know, uh, these awards and, and whatever. And he seemed like he kind of had it together. And, uh, and so he found out I was pastor and he said, Oh, uh, you know, when I come back, you know, give me an inspirational nugget, uh, which is still hilarious to me. You know, he was sort of half kidding, but not really kidding. And so anyway, he left and checked into somebody else and came back. And I didn't really, wasn't entirely sure he was serious. I wasn't really preparing an inspirational nugget and I don't have any in my back pocket. Uh, and so he asked me, okay, what's, you know, where's my, where's my nugget? And I, I just thought for a second, I said, today matters. And he really loved it. He said, oh, that's amazing. That's, you know, you know, one, we do whatever, uh, went back and forth. And, um, you know, of course it, it, that day, in a sense, I would say it mattered more to me because I was about to get a root canal and he was about to <laughs> deliver his 10,000th root canal. Maybe. Right. <laughs> but, you know, in a sense, it, it matters the same to both of us. You, I mean, in other words, we don't know. Uh, we don't know the impact that we are or are not having. I don't know the impact of that little interaction with that guy. I don't know the impact of, cause he asked me for, Oh, after that one, he asked me for more, um, <laughs> which again is still funny. Uh, he was like sort of sincere, sort of funny. It was all sort of, and so I sent him more that evening and I, you know, I link, uh, I include that in the piece. Uh, but it's all about this idea that life matters. Today matters. He matters. Uh, and I think that is, you know, the underpinning of not even just the Christian faith, but the, of almost all faith systems, uh, certainly the, the Abrahamic, uh, faith systems are, this matters. We're in a story. There's a God. We exist in relationship to him and to others. Uh, and what we do matters and often in ways we're not, couldn't possibly be aware how much it matters. And, you know, I think that's the situation we're in every single day, uh, that today matters, you know, this podcast matters in a way that we possibly never will know, you know, uh, and I think everything's sort of like that. And it, in that sense, you know, that, that we've had, we live these really important sort of epic lives, even though we fool ourselves into thinking, I'm not in some big epic, just like they were in some insignificant, almost bankrupt laundry in some nameless city, but really they were the center of, of everything. And that's sort of what the, where the movie goes. And I really like that. I really think that's true that it may seem like, you know, I have this job and I live in this town and I'm not famous or rich or I never will be and blah, 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 blah. But, but this matters. Uh, and maybe I'll find out one day how much it matters. Maybe not. Uh, but I really think it, it does. And I really think that gives a purpose and a meaning and a weight to, uh, you know, to our lives, uh, that without that, as Paul writes, Eat, drink, and be merry, because tomorrow we die. Like if the faith, if, if what we believe is not true, what the heck? Just do whatever you want. You're going to be dead, and then you worm food, and it, you know, darkness, and it doesn't matter. Uh, but 
it does matter, I think. So I don't know. That was a long speech. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I love that story. I, I love I love you as a inspirational gumball machine, just uh, <laughs> just churning out little nuggets yeah, of, that's of not inspirational wisdom. Inspirational <laughs> nuggets are not. <laughs> but I no, I, I think I think probably the reason he he responded so much to that is because I think we all need to be reminded that today matters. And that seems like such a simple, it's a two word uh, statement, but I think we all need to be reminded of, of that idea, you know, whether you're a person of faith or not, I think it's, you know, just daily life. You can just get to the point where you're, you don't really feel like today matters if it's, you know, the most uh, mundane Tuesday of your life and you're just trudging Mm -hmm. through it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, the, uh, at least, so far of what I've, what I've read from your, your, uh, at the embassy and the newsletter and the podcast, one of the central ideas is we're in a big story. We're, we're, uh, all in, in a story together. And, um, that's, that's pretty compelling, I think for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons I love movies so much is because, you know, it's, it's a, they're telling us a story. And I, I, mm-hmm. I, I do, I do believe we're in that, that one big story, um, mm-hmm. created by God and, Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, film and, and, and is movies is one of my passions because I think it's, it's a way that, you know, we, we create stories to kind of tell about ourselves and about, about the world. And I think, uh, this, this movie in particular, everything everywhere is, is a good, is, is really a fascinating one to dig into because it, it really reaches for so many big ideas. And, uh, and I think that's, you know, that that's one of them. Yeah, it really does. I really loved it. So. Yeah, just before we, you know, before we do end, I do want to say it's uh it's really well done movie. Uh it's funny, it's thought provoking, it's heartwarming. Uh and I definitely recommend it. You should see it. Uh and some people I know would listen to this as it's not going to sound like their kind of movie, but mm-hmm. it's really sort of a movie. I mean, it's a family drama. I mean, it's really not about physics at all. Uh yeah. it's about, you know, struggle of of good and evil of things mattering and not it's family relationships it's all sorts of things uh so you definitely definitely want to watch it for sure um and i do think uh similarly i'm drawn to story you know whether they're you know fiction short story movies i think there's a lots of, there's lots of things that it's really um sort of propositional truth conveyance is just inadequate to get you know, to get something across in a way that really resonates with us, because I do think we're in a story. And so we resonate with stories. And in some ways, only a story can really convey an idea adequately. And it's even Mm -hmm. difficult to describe after the fact, because the story conveyed it in a way that's unique, that you can't really quite, you know, explain how exactly. And it's like this movie, you can't really explain the movie because it conveys sort of big ideas in, in sort of fun and inventive ways that you can't sort of, I mean, you can, it's like diagramming a sentence and you sort of lose the beauty of the sentence when you <laughs> diagram it. Uh, and there's something lost in just the sentence being the sentence. And, uh, and so I do think story uh, conveys uh, that. And I think this movie conveys the, the idea that these seemingly insignificant people matter. Everybody matters. And today matters. Um, uh, so let's land the plane there. Um, thanks, uh, thanks for joining me, uh, Drew. Thanks uh, so much for having me, Mike. Yeah, you're going to be uh, 
probably I'll call on you for various movie related and I probably will I mean I'll have different MC themes that sort of touch on movies for that for the reasons I just explained it's often easy to refer to a story to kind of get a get a point across in a way that it's difficult to do otherwise right uh, your your film yeah. correspondent film correspondent <laughs> yes. yeah for for no extra charge um, so thanks for joining. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you can uh, find uh, on Culture where, wherever there are podcasts. And uh, you can find the embassy at the embassy.substack.com. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Do you enjoy On Culture? You can support us and the content produced by subscribing to our newsletter, The Embassy, by visiting theembassy.substack.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.